Hey, you guys. So we are back again with a wonderful episode of Mr. Queen. I'm your host, Pamela Nicole. Nia J. Hey. Before we get started with today's episode, we want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, If you're out here trying to just maximize your social, whether you're an entrepreneur, you're an artist, singer, you name it, Social Media Blast Off has you covered. If you're wanting to get a little bit more information and save a little bit of money right here, you go ahead and click, uh, scan this QR code right here for you and save 40% off. Go ahead and check out socialmediablastoff.net. Miss Nia, who do we have the pleasure of talking to today? Well, you guys, back again. Welcome to the Dynasty House. We got Miss Chantel. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome thank you so to the Dynasty House. <laughs> yes, thank you guys for having me. Yes. Miss Chantel, if you could be so kind to give the viewers um, a little bit of background on yourself, where you came from, and what is it, what's your name to be? Well, my name is Shantan Rowley, and I'm originally from Silver Spring, Maryland, but I currently live in Lilburn, Georgia. Um, I am a dancer by trade. Um, my business is the Dream Center. It's a dance studio for ages 3 to 14. Um, and so that's, that's basically what I do is I just create youth dance programming um, through my business, the Dream Center. Nice. So growing up, how did you uh, find out you had like a, a fondness for dance? Was there like a person that inspired you? Did you just like to move as a kid? What was what what happened there? So that's a great question. Um, I, my mom actually put me in dance class when I was four years old. Um, she put me in a lot of activities, soccer. I mean, I mean, every kind of activity she put me in. But dance was one I just like immediately connected to. And throughout all the different activities, that's the one that I stuck with. Um, and I've just literally been doing it nonstop since I was four years old. So just that one dance class when I was four years old um, was what sparked that interest in dance for me. Wow. So she's, she's a professional at this point, you know, like grown and doing her thing. So Miss Chantel, um, I did notice you did say that you do, um, you do teach adolescent. What made you go towards just adolescent teachings versus just teaching any age? Um, that's a good question. So after, I mean, basically dance is what kind of drove my whole life, even in education, even in high school. In college, I majored in drama with a concentration in dance. And from there, I was either going to pursue dance as a career for myself. Um, but in my getting started with like jobs, I started teaching dance class to kids. And I started wondering, like, you know, how do I teach different kids in different ways? How do I teach you know, kids from different backgrounds, and it sparked me to want to become a teacher. And so I ended up getting, um, going back to school and getting my master's in early childhood education. And from there, I did teach, you know, first grade a little bit in the classroom, but I still, dance still came back up to like the forefront. And so it was in that process where I realized that my gifts were really for dance in the classroom and dance for children. Um, so it was just kind of like, happen I didn't really know that I was going to be teaching children. I thought I was just going to be dancing. But in that journey through education, that's where I realized that's where the gifts was really for. 
It's really fundamental, I think. You know, of course, education is important, but also giving kids an outlet um, at an early age for something creative that can spark their imagination and, you know, really um, bring forth their talents. I think that's beautiful. Now, if you could tell us um, what are some of the different dance styles that you are professionally trained in or some that you kind of freestyle? Because I'm not a professional dancer. So go ahead and give us, you know, a little rundown. Okay. Um, so I am trained in ballet, tap, jazz, hip hop, and lyrical. I mean, along the way, I have done some other styles like African, um, swing dance. Um, I do liturgical dance as well, but ballet, tap, jazz, hip hop, and lyrical are like those main foundation foundational st- styles that I was trained in that I and I also have at my studio. What's your ones that you're you know trained in? Can you repeat that one more time? Sorry, I couldn't hear. What's that. your favorite uh, method or style of dance? Okay, uh, my favorite. Ooh, this is hard. I want to say my favorite is tap dance. My favorite is tap dance. There's something about the music. There's something about creating rhythms. Um, that's just that's been my favorite one. Tap dance. Awesome. Awesome. As far as the teaching children, um, do you feel like the younger they are, do they generally kind of just soak up your direction um, at the early? That's a really good question. Um, So I, my favorite age to teach is ages three to five years old. And I feel like a lot of times they don't give three to five year olds that much credit. You think they're just going to kind of play around in class, but like they end up really absorbing the most, like they produce really good performances I can, you know, stick to repetition with them and they do a really good job. They do need like a little more repetition. They, you know, it's not that fancy. We, we just do the basics, but they really do. They really can produce a really good show. Um, that's a great question. Um, and it's, it's just different. The different ages kind of produce a different thing. So three to five year olds are just excited to be in the room. They're just excited to like do this fun thing every day. And then as you get older, you know, there's still that playfulness. But then when you get to that 10 and up, that's like a different place where you're finding yourself where dance takes like a little bit more meaning um, for you as an outlet. So that's a good question. So to continue with Pam's question, let's get a visual for the viewers. Um, so you're starting off with like the kids that are preschool age. What is the good um, or technique to get them to learn about rhythm and movement that you start with the youngins and then Maybe if some kids come in when they're like approaching um, adolescent age and then the ones who are teenage, are there like different styles of how to teach them the basics of dance or, you know, how does that um, come to play? So the styles I feel like are universal. So when I, so the way it works at my studio is I have different like color programs. So the lilac program is ages three to five. In that class, we have we have ballet, tap, and a jazz hip hop combination class. Their classes are a little bit shorter than the older kids, but in there we still learn the main foundations of the, the styles of dance. But it's more playful. We play games, we sing songs, um, and I do kind of keep that repetition in class so they know they can know what to expect. Um, but I still teach the fundamentals in there. For the purple program, that's the ages six to eight years old. Um, for that age, it's really more like getting deeper into those foundations, making sure like we're making more um, specific corrections for them when we're teaching them the skills. And then at the older age, just depending on if they're a newer dancer or if they've been dancing before, that's where we're really like kind of taking it to the next level and expanding on those foundations that we built in the younger ages to do those harder skills 
and just kind of help them find their own voice as a dancer um, at that age. Too. I like that. Mm-hmm. It's all she said. It's all about levels, Nia. Look, <laughs> no, right? So I'm, I'm curious. I've always wondered this. I have a lot of friends that do have little ones that are in dance class and everything. So right before, like a dance recital, say, go ahead and just give the full like day for a recital day for you. Oh my goodness. So for me, recital day is feels a little bit crazy, but um it's definitely that buzz. The kids are so excited. You have the kids that are really nervous. Um, you know, the they look like their absolute best. They got their hair did, they got their makeup on, like it's like, you know, that final moment. Everyone comes out to see it. It's just like this where you're the just like where it's just like the culmination of everything comes together. And so um from that day, basically, we're behind the scenes, getting everything ready, making sure we have the logistics set up, all the check-ins, all the places for the students to go. We are making sure everyone's here. We have all our volunteers in place. And then from there, uh, once we get started, once you know, we press play and start that first dance, it kind of rolls pretty good. But it's just like all the little tiny details, just making sure it's in place, ready for the show. But it's so exciting. Um it's so exciting to like see kids face their fears, face that those nerves, and just you know present what they've been working on for the whole season at the final performance. That's a lot. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a lot. It is a lot, but no, it's, amazing. Sure. it's always amazing. I think that's really awesome. I mean, it really does take a lot of preparation. It sounds like to get the kids, you know, prepared. Um, and stuff for performance. Um, what's a really significant uh, performance, I guess, with each age group that comes to mind where you were like, wow, I'm a proud mama? Wow, that's a good one. Um, so I, I recently started a dance team with my dance studio um, last year. And we had a performance, it was not a recital, but it was like a performance as part of a concert where someone was releasing a song and they had us perform as part of the song. And I just feel like that whole performance was like really, um, I mean, it just like, it had me like, it brought me to tears even at that performance. One, just watching the kids like listen to the music in the background and express themselves like just free, free dancing. And it was kind of a... um, it was it was a concert for a gospel, some gospel songs. So, you know, of course, the atmosphere, God is in the room. But the kids just being able to, like, freely dance and express themselves to that music was one thing that was really powerful for me. But just, like, seeing them, like, really just execute all that we had worked on with the live music. I think that's really what it was. Live music. Usually we have the, re- you know, recorded song we've been practicing too, but this was a chance for them to perform with live band, live singers. And it was just like a really powerful moment and like one that I like really hold close to my heart. Um, after that sounds like passion. That is true passion. You said you shed yeah. tears for those babies. That is yeah, passion. Yes, yes, breathing that into them and then seeing them execute. We were just like, oh man, this is this is what I do it for. Um, what is a dance legend that you just really admire? Um, and then what are what is their technique of dance as well? Question. Let me see. Dance legend. I want to say. I mean, of course, Debbie Allen, just kind of breaking down those barriers in the entertainment industry. 
Um, I also want to say Misty Copeland. Um, Misty Copeland, to me, stands out just like breaking down barriers that like it didn't even look like we were allowed to break down. And so that's like, you know, standing alone in a place where everyone doesn't look like you, but you have come to be that person that like changes everything. So that, I mean, that's been really powerful. I'm actually sitting here and there's a, um, a vision board I have in front of me where there's a picture of her on it. Um, I think just like being that groundbreaking person that goes forth to make the change. Um, and she, of course, does ballet. I don't do um, ballet quite as fancy as she does, you know, with the point shoes and everything. But just being that person that goes first is like that was that's really powerful to me. Um, and watching Missy Copeland and and the things that Debbie Allen has done in her dance journey. I want to touch on both real quick. So me and Pam are both from Houston. So Debbie Allen is like royalty, you know, um, she's a treasure. Her and her sisters, so of course, of course, there wouldn't be all of those great choreographed. Um, she did a lot of like television and, you know, fame and all these different programs and soul train, all this kind of stuff. So definitely Debbie Allen. And for those who don't know, um, Misty Copeland was the first, is it Prima Ballerina of African-American descent? Is that the title? I think so. It's for the American Ballet Theater, I believe it was. Awesome. Oh, we got to represent the black y'all. Yes. Okay. Let them know one time. <laughs> so, so I want to ask you this question. Like, for you said you teach and everything too um, with children. You know, you always hear these stories about the teacher that, like, they inspire that one. There's that one student that is just like scored to like all different types of heights. Do you have one of those students and do you have one of those inspirational stories as like how they started and then where they took off? Um, that's a good question. So when you were asking that question, it made me think about like my teacher that did that for me, if that's okay for me to answer that way. Um, I've had a few teachers where I feel like they really made a really huge impact on like where I am right now. Um, one being I was in a performing arts program called Colors. And the director of the program was Mr. Cook. And we had his sing. He had a singing, acting, um, dancing. But I felt like there, in that place, I came out of my comfort zone so much where I was having to be in front and I was having to lead dance. I was having to choreograph dances. And that was a place I had never did that before. And I was like terrified, even dancing since I was four years old, getting to this place where I'm in high school and I'm terrified to do my own dance or lead the dancers. And so that was a really like pivotal time um, for me to grow as like a leader in dance. And then, um, I just had another one. Um, um, also I used to, um, take dance classes at Broadway dance center. So I'm from Maryland, but sometimes my, I have family in New York. So if we ever went to New York, like around the holidays, my mom would sign me up for Broadway dance center, like intensives and workshops. And I remember having a teacher, there and he like really just you know talked to us talked to us about being confident in the classroom and I used to kind of like hide in the back like so nobody can see me I don't know if I got it but from there I started like standing in the front and standing near the teacher and I was like I got this and I started like talking to myself and believing in myself and that like made a huge difference for my confidence and one one of the things about my studio and just about me is that dance is what gave me the confidence to like be who I who I was supposed to be for me to like realize all that I was capable of. So that is the same thing that I'm trying to impart in my students. Um, 
I can't even like tell you about one student because it's just like the the biggest thing I can say. The big thing for me is that there's that place where kids get to where it's like, you know, oh, dance, that's scary. Or I can't do that. Or I don't know how to do that. Or I'm not confident enough or I'm not good enough. And like getting kids to like go through that and get to the other side is like the that's what I feel like I was created for. And so I'm, I've had a lot of experiences where I've, you know, been able to take a kid from that. Oh, no, I can't do this or no, I'm not dancing or whatever it is. And moving them past it to like this place where they're proud of themselves, where they believe in themselves, where they are speaking positively about themselves. And that is what dance gave me. So that's what I'm trying to impart on the next generation that they can find their confidence, even if they don't become a dancer, but they can find their confidence even in just one experience with dance. What are some of the tactics that you use to, you know, I know you said your teachers implemented certain practices to help you realize who you were literally like, Oh, I, you know, I can do this. What are some Mm -hmm. of the things you use and do you change the method based on the age group? Wow. That's a good question. Um, so it's actually crazy. I'm actually kind of working on something to kind of like verbalize and like teach what how I do this. Um, I call it the breakthrough teacher method. Um, basically, it's just like identifying what the barriers are and then like, you know, like learning how to move, like recognize them and then move through them. So when they're three to five year olds, um, the barriers that we're dealing with are like they're scared to leave their mom. So it's just kind of getting down on their level, like making them, making sure that they, we build some trust, building rapport. I do things in class that make them say their favorite color and say, what you know, add a food to our ballerina sandwich. So that way it's just, we're building rapport, we're building trust. And that's what that age needs, um, you know, just to be able to have a trusting adult, a trusting, safe place where they can, you know, have fun. And then when you get a little bit older, um, you start dealing with fear. Is a big giant one. Embarrassment, lack of self confidence. That's one we're fighting a lot with the older kids. But being able to recognize what those look like. And sometimes they don't just look like I'm so scared. Sometimes they look like an attitude. Sometimes they look like I'm leaving. I don't want to do this. And being able to like reach deep down into whatever's going on and find out what are what are they really struggling with and then how can I meet them there. So it's also like, I mean, I do things like making them face their fears, but I also kind of just keep it real with them. Like, I know what you're feeling. I hope they realize that other people in the room may be feeling that same thing. I do a lot of things with affirmations, um, having kids say affirmations to themselves in the mirror. Um, just and just helping them to move through. It's just like it's it's like something about that. Just getting stuck in that feeling when I'm so scared and then I like don't fix it and I let you go home then you're you're staying in that feeling. So it's like just getting them to go through it, even if it's uncomfortable, even if they may cry a little bit, getting them through that feeling so they can get to the result on the other side without giving up. And don't you also think that a little bit of jitters and a little bit of nerves are necessary and part of the preparation and absolutely a part of making sure that your performance is clean and seamless, right? Don't you have to have a little bit of butterflies? Yes, because yes, I still I still get them after all these years. I still get butterflies. Yeah, I get butterflies when they're about to dance, and I'm not even the one dancing. <laughs> right, I can imagine as a teacher for sure. Yeah. 
Well, Chantel, have you ever considered like starting your own workshop? I mean, what you're what you're doing right now, and like the affirmations, everything that you're talking about, it just seems like that would be something that should be more widespread, in my opinion. Is that something that you have um, thought about doing for yourself? Is like starting your own workshop? Um, yes, I've actually like what I've been describing the breakthrough teacher. I've just kind of started writing it down and finding a way to present it, like in a course or like a training form. Um, it's really just in the idea phase right now, but I am, you know, working on building it so that I can then present it to school systems or other dance educators. Um, so I am working on it. It's just not out there yet because I, I just figured out how to verbalize it, how to organize it so that somebody else could learn it and understand it. So that's something I'm definitely working on right now. What are some of the things that... Um that you want to talk to the viewers about that you've done, like your one of your biggest dance accomplishments thus far? Um, so my dance studio is called the Dream Center. And one of the things, the most amazing things about my dance journey is just how, like, my dreams came true. Like, my dream was to have a dance studio when I got older. I even used to joke about a name that I was going to call it when I was like in middle school. I was like, I'm going to have Chantelava LLC. I was going to have Chantelava Incorporated. That was what my dance studio was going to be called. And I, when I made my LLC, I called it Chantelava LLC. And so it's like, like my, the dance studio was just like that big dream that came true. But everything that's happened in my life has literally been like an open door through dance. It just kept going. And so I, of course, danced all through elementary school, through college. I became a dance teacher. From there, I went back, became a first grade teacher only for a few years for them to make me the dance teacher. I was the first elementary school dance teacher for Gwinnett County Public Schools. And dance wasn't even a subject in elementary school yet. But because I was there, I was able to kind of establish it as a subject. And now... I don't work in the school system anymore, but now I write, I'm an instructional resource writer for the Georgia Department of Education. So I've written kindergarten and first grade um, dance curriculum for the Department of Education in Georgia. And right now I'm working on second grade. Um, so it's just like, it's just amazing to me how the doors are continuously opening because the, the dance studio was like, oh, we did it, the dream, but it's still more doors through dance that are still opening right now. And so that, I think that's the most amazing thing that it's always an opportunity. And I didn't have to like go astray from what I really was passionate about or what my gifts were. It Dance always made room for me. Every time I just kept stepping forward, dance still had a door available for me. And so that the biggest accomplishment would definitely be that the first elementary school dance teacher um, for Gwinnett County Public Schools. That's really awesome. Really, really cool because I'm out here in Atlanta too. So that is really awesome, you know. And you're doing something positive for um, children that, if they didn't have that outlet, who knows, you know, what other negative influence or stuff could you know, play a role in their life. So the fact they have a solid foundation and they have Miss Chantel that they can count on, I'm here for it. <laughs> Definitely here for it. Is there any, uh, like for your older students, you tell, do you um, help them as far as like they're wanting to pursue dance, like go to college and go, you know, a little bit further with their dancing? Do you um, help support like find like scholarships and um, programs and stuff like that, that nature for the older kids so they can just kind of get ahead? 
Um, that's a good question. So my studio is about five, six years old. So many of the students that go there are still kind of like in that elementary. I haven't had any kids that have like gone off to college, but kids that I have taught just as a dance teacher, I do have some of them that are pursuing dance professionally. Um, you know, I try to still stay in contact. I still support if they're having a fundraiser, if they're having a performance, I'll try to support. Um, but that's something I'm I'm going growing to in the studio. I you know I have started like student leadership to try to like grab a hold of those older students to kind of help lead them in their next direction. But right now, most of the students are like elementary, early, middle, and so we're kind of growing them up right now. I think that's really cool as well. Um, the fact that you created a whole new avenue or arena, you know, in this this area um, in the country and it didn't exist for the elementary school system. So I think that's very commendable. Um, we love it here at Dynasty Queens. We love some women that are actually making a difference um, in the world. So I must definitely give you your flowers for that because I don't feel enough people, um, maybe in the dance community, um, they're not really put center stage unless you're one of the big you know, celebrity acts that do the singing and the dance. But we do need to give our dance instructors and the people that really are paving the way because it seems like you're definitely paving the way. And with what Pam was saying, I know because you're still a young woman, another 25 or 30 years, you're going to have some students that are going to be like doing huge things and they're going to come back, you know, to that um, that school that you have and they're going to be like, you know, Miss Chantel was the one. Right. <laughs> you know, you're planting the seed. Yeah. Awesome. Just you know, I, like I said, like I've I've had like girls that they've come out here. For, I'm in Vegas, so I, we have conventions at, um, on the strip for dancers and everything of that nature. And just to see what as a, as a teacher, what you're doing for kids, seeing any dance teacher, really any female dance teachers, y'all are just doing a phenomenal job with these young girls and just promoting so much self-worth, self-love into these little bodies that, you know, they may have not ever gotten, you know? So you're doing a great thing, Chantel. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. So what is another, another talent that you have that can kind of coincide with dance? Are you musically inclined in any way? Are you just, a, you know, a dancer at heart? Well, I can sing a little bit. Um, I don't really do it like in front of anybody, but I have like, you know, when I was younger. Um, so singing and um i have the funny i've always wanted to play the drums i never i've gotten like a few experiences but i think that has to do with the tap dancing um just rhythm oh yeah the rhythm yeah yeah so chantel i have a really deep thought question for you and i want you to really think really hard about this one as a dancer what song comes to mind that moved you so much in your entire dance career? And hmm, a song. So I don't know if I have a song, but I do have like a dance. I had a dance experience that is like kind of like what you're saying that like I took a class one time 
at um, Broadway Dance Center. I'm trying to remember what the teacher's name was. I think her name was Emily Greenwell or something like that. And it was like a like a maybe a contemporary class, and it had it had so many people in it. Like I mean, we were like packed in there to the brim. And at Broadway Dance Center, you have people that take class like from all over the country, speak different languages, Russia, Japan, China, like, and I remember leaving that class and just like, like almost crying because it was like, it was like how dance was so universal in there. Um, this, the song we danced to was, um, oh my goodness. It was like, lay, um, I think it's called Lay Me Down by... I want to say Sam, Sam Smith. Yes. And that was the song we danced yeah. to. And just, just seeing everybody like dancing to this song and like in one, on one accord from all over wherever you came from in this one class that has made a really, that was like a really like wow moment for me as a dancer. Um, that's awesome. That is so amazing. Like the fact that you have all of these really cool stories and stuff that most of us do. Okay, that's really awesome. So if you were able to get uh, an opportunity to meet Debbie Allen, what would that conversation be like? Oh my goodness, I'd be so excited. Um, (laughs) I met her one time. I did an audition and she was there. Um, I was like in college. I think I went to Spelman College. I was in college and there was an audition. And I went to the audition and it was like, you know, you did the dancing part. And then there was like a part where she was trying to see who could sing. So she was like going around and telling people, okay, sing. And they were like, well, she's like, if you don't know a song, you sing happy birthday. And it was just really exciting just to be in her presence. Um, um, I probably would just have like a lot of questions, like questions about like, you know, what is her advice for dancers trying to pave their way um, to be, I guess, to be change agents or groundbreaking in the dance industry. Um, those are, that's what I would want to know from her. Um, and I would just love to dance with her. I would just love for her to teach me dance. <laughs> that's what I would love to be in her class. Um, right, for sure, for sure. And I honestly feel like, you know, since you almost teach each other a little something, you know, she has her amazing style, amazing style. Yeah, just like collab and just make a beautiful situation. Yeah. That would be amazing. Right. <laughs> so, Ms. Chantel, I have a personal question. Okay. When you're not dancing, when you're not teaching, what are your other hobbies? What do you like to do? Okay, so I love live music. Um, so I would love to, you know, be listening to live music. I love, I love like reading. I love learning. So like reading books. I love like doing professional developments that just teach me about something I want to know. Sometimes it is business related, but sometimes it's personal things. Um, so I'm just always learning. I love um, traveling. Definitely love traveling. Um, my family is Caribbean, so I always love anything that's soca music, Caribbean vibes. That's one of my some of my favorite things too. Um, what else? 
that's that's not that's the main things. That's the main things I like. What is a method of dance that you are not fond of, or you haven't even really tried? Yeah, here is okay. one. So, I mean, ballet. I'm not the fondest of ballet because it's very structured and serious. And even as a kid, like I was like the one that was talking in there. I had the wrong clothes on. Um, so I would say ballet is like the hardest. It's hard. And then also for like the students, it's not like the funnest one either. So it's hard to like really do it in the best way, but also still like engage the students in a way that makes them want to still do it. Because that's a hard thing. You know, kids always want to pick hip hop because it's more fun. But ballet is foundational, but it is it's hard. So I would say ballet. I'm trying to I mean, I imagine with ballet, you learn like the balancing and stuff like that. But don't they have like wooden blocks in the shoes, and there's a little bit of pain involved? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with point shoes. So yes, yeah. So at our studio, we're still um, we haven't gotten to that level yet because we have the younger one. Um, but it's just like the structures, like this, you know, you have to be pulled up all the way. You have to be standing in the right position. There's no like room for anything extra in ballet. You have to really be on top of each skill. And so it's just very serious. It's just a very serious type of class. But but I do recognize it's important, even though it's not my favorite one. Um, one that I would like to learn, I would like to learn some... Um, like salsa, merengue, bachata, like I would like to learn more about those styles, um, just like socially for myself. That would be really cool. Okay. It takes, as well as like doing like bachata and stuff, it takes like this movement. You know, yeah. you have to be just into your body, into your, um, the rhythm of everything because I have fast and everything. Goes. You got it, girl. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, look, I'm trying to go to that Latin bar and show them a thing or two. Yes, exactly. I want to go and dance for me. Right. I need to dance for me sometimes. So, yes. Okay. So, with me and Pam, we come to your studio. What do you teach me first, girl? Like, we're, we're like yes. beginners. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. what, are, what are you going to school us on? How are you going to get us to uh, do the techniques and all that good stuff? Um, okay, so I'm thinking if you two came to the studio, I want to do jazz dance. And so I probably would start out trying to like kind of see where you're at. I will probably do a little across the floor and have you do like a jazz walk, kind of see what what your attitude is like, what what, you know, how confident you are, you know, dancing. That's probably what I would start with. Um, and just like the basics, how to hold yourself up. What are the main positions that your feet should be standing in? Um, I always like to give everyone who's, you know, no matter what, a little bit of basics before we get into anything um, difficult. Um, definitely foundational teacher. But I I do like to see, you know, where, where who, what am I working with? Who am I working with? What, how are they feeling? What do they have already? What's their style? Um, even three to five-year-olds have their own little style already. Um, so that's what I would do. And then I would definitely probably um, maybe a little sexy jazz, you know, so we can really like let out our feminine power um, in class. I would do that. She's reading my mind. I do full, so <laughs> I, 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 I right hand. So yes. Yeah. 
I'm almost always have girls at the studio. Um, I've had a few boys um, throughout the years. Um, right now we have a boy in hip hop. That's typically the class that ends up having boys in it. Um, so I'll say at the dance studio, it is typically mostly girls, but boys are always welcome. Um, it's just kind of hard to get them to do it when they're not, there's not a whole bunch of them. Um, and when I danced at the school system, I taught everybody, girls and boys. So that was like a really cool experience because it's not that it's not that the boys always wanted to dance, but they all had a chance to experience dance. Um, and I also have a, um, a elementary after school dance program at a local school around the corner from our studio. And that older kid program actually has about four boys in it that joined. So it just depends on, it kind of depends on the atmosphere. I think the dance studio is, does is purple kind of looks girly. So it may be a deterrent sometimes um, from boys right. coming, but at school, there's definitely a lot more boy interest, you know, when dance is happening at their school already. Gotcha. That was a really good question, Pam. I really like that question because, you know, I guess how, what can we do to get more young men to be comfortable enough to, you know, pursue dance? Because back in the day, you know, you had with the tap, you had Gregory Hines, um, yeah. uh, Savion, uh, is a couple of them. But what can we do to kind of encourage boys that, hey, sports are great, but you can also, yeah. you know, bring some masculinity or whatever to the to dance? I mean, I think it's definitely creating a place for them because, you know, when they're just trying to join a class that already has a bunch of girls in it, that's a difficult way to, you know, to retain them. So I think it's it's going to be more so like, you know, creating something that's for them, creating a tap class just for boys, creating a hip hop class just for boys. Um, I've even seen some studios lately, um, you know, marketing like base dance for boys for baseball or something like that, like where you can learn balance and coordination for your other sports. And it's like a dance, it's like a class specifically for boys that take that play baseball where they can come and learn certain things to help them with their balance and their coordination, their skills. So I think it's just creating a place that's for them. I think that's, that's the key. Gotcha. I think that comes to that question as well. Um, I do follow people accounts on social, but they have actual special needs. Um, people like they're in wheelchairs and they're doing dance, like contemporary dance, and they're doing all these beautiful movements. Do you, um, either if you're at the school or at your dance studio, do you also um, accompany children that are trying to, you know, just help with their, like, physicality and momentum and just getting them to have more strength? Yeah, so at my studio, I don't have a specific special needs class, but I have had students that may have, have aut autism or have some different kind of, like, um, disabilities that where they need kind of some modifications with dance that I've worked with. Um, in the school program that I have right now, there is a student that's level three autism. And um, so basically he's in the same class with all the other students, but I just try to kind of work with him and modify as needed to allow him to still be successful in class. So I have worked with um, special needs students, mostly at school, because um, they would still come to my specials classes when I was a teacher um, and then ha now at this new school. Um, it seems like I always have, you know, 
a few students where I do have that. Um, it's making me think it's it's worth it probably to even start a class just for that. For sure, for sure. Definitely. Because it, it helps with their, you know, it really helps with them as yeah. far as like building, what it's building. And, you know, with like mobility and just, you know, everything with like their milestones that they may not reach, it would definitely help with that. So I think that's something in the works for you, Miss Ma'am. <laughs> especially like, you know, with that dance is their thing already. So like when parents were yeah. kind of really like to dance, even though it may be a little harder for them, but I love the challenge of, you know, trying to learn more about it and help them. So I definitely agree. I love that. How realistic is the whole Dancing with the Stars um, setup? Um, the way that they, you know, throw people in there and they have them learn all these different techniques and routines. How practical is it for the average person that's learning, you know, and getting their foot into the door? And what are the amount of hours that these people are having to do to be able to perform on live television? I mean, that's a lot of pressure. Um, I mean, I think it. It's realistic for like the dance industry life. You know, if you're a professional dancer, you're trying to get booked for a job. Sometimes it's that fast. Um, definitely a lot of hours. Uh, you know, if I had, if I had eight hours with a group of kids, there's a whole lot of stuff that I could produce in a day. So I think, you know, if they are getting paired with a person and they're having choreography for the whole day, it's definitely possible. Um, I think that's like the fun part of dance where you really like, you know, you go all in, like you really, you really go all in. So I think, I think it is realistic. It's definitely difficult um, to get it right and tight that quickly and that fast, um, especially if you, you know, didn't have dance training, but that's, that's, that's part of the dance industry. So, you know what I've realized though? Like a lot of people that win or they do really well, they didn't have any type of dance background but if you think about it some of them kind of did like there was um a figure skater his name was paulo he won dancing with the stars but if you think about it figure skating i'm sure it probably it's a lot of the same balance and learning posture and position and form you know i don't know all the technical terms i think i'm saying some of them um and then you had like leila lee one one she's a boxer so People from different outlets of life, you know, their thing on Dance with the Stars. Now, my second part of that question, um, what is recovery like? And what what is the medium ground? Like, okay, so the kids can perform for this amount of time and you know, okay, anything else, it's going to stress their muscles out. What is like yeah. some um, coping tactics and stuff to help with, you know, soreness, if you're getting started in dance, um, so on and so forth? I mean, definitely warming up and stretching and like remembering to cool down. That's those are big things. Um, a lot of times, especially kids, they want to like go ahead and bust out in the split and the kicks. And it's like, no, you got to warm up first. You got to stretch first before you do those things. And then, you know, after you're done, um, you definitely still want to stretch. And also, I think big thing with dance and recovery is like that is sometimes you just, you can't just wait till a dance class to do these things. Like if we're working on a stretch or we're working on something, you got to work on it at home too. And that's going to help because if you only do it at dance class, then, you know, you're not building that strength or building that foundation in whatever muscles that we're working. So I think that's a big part of it is like not even not just like at home dancing, doing all these things full out, but like stretching and maintaining that like 
warming up and warmness routine, cooling down when you're done. Those are things that should be done like on a consistent basis. Um, so definitely stretching, warming up. Um, also like refueling your body, make sure you have water, making sure you've had a proper meal um, before and after dancing, making sure that you, you know, you have the right energy um, for class so that you're not wearing yourself out. Right. And do you recommend um, eating for, before a performance? Ooh, that's a that's an interesting one. A lot of people have different views on that one. Um, I'm kind of like the person I always want to like have started my day with a meal, but it also just depends on what the meal is, what time is it. Um, you don't want to have anything that's too heavy, of course, right before you dance. You don't want to get sick, um, but definitely like some water, some some fruit, something something to have a little nourishment before you dance. I mean, I've had times when I was so nervous, I just couldn't do any, I couldn't eat anything. But most of the time I, I stand by having something before I go out. So I have enough energy to do what I need to do. Right. That's <laughs> what would you tell a little girl coming up that say she's like eight or nine and she, you could tell she wants to do dance, but she's too afraid to. What advice would you give her? Um, I would, I would give her advice to try it. Um, at my studio, we offer trial classes. So if anyone is even kind of interested, you know, you have the opportunity to come try a class for free any style you want. And that way, at least you can see what is this like? Do I like it before you commit? Um, so I definitely believe in trying it, um, finding even any opportunity that you can to do it, whether if it's not the dance studio, if it's an opportunity at school to be in a program or be in a show or be in a performance um, just to try it. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I love that you can let them try, the, you know, try whatever it is. A lot of people, they don't offer that. And it's just kind of discouraging. So thank you for also mentioning that. So if you're in Georgia area, you want to put your little girl in if she wants to go. <laughs> yes. Have you had like any really bad injuries as a result of all, all the years of, you know, just being in the industry? Um, and if so, tell us about, you know, any injuries you've had. Um, so... The time I had the most injuries was probably when I was in high school. I um, I I was on the track team my senior year of high school and also dancing. And those two things combined was just my body was not happy with it. So I've had, you know, like sprained ankles, shin splints, um, you know, plantar fasciitis. Like I've had, you know, things with my like lower legs and feet I never, I didn't break any bones or anything like that in my legs. I had broke my thumb one time, um, but mostly just like those lower leg, ankle sprains, things like that. That's That's been like the main injuries that I had, but it was also because I was trying to run track and do dance at the same time. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's taking on a lot. <laughs> <laughs> So also, tell where can our viewers find you on socials and how do they contact your dance studio if their kids are interested? 
Okay. So um, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Dream Center Dance, D-R-E-A-M-C-E-N-T-E-R-D-A-N-C-E. Our website is www.thedreamcenterdance.com. Um, and that's where you can find out kind of what we're up to. We've been, you know, posting about things that are happening in the studio on social media. Um, you can also give us a call. Our phone number is 404-590-3559. Uh, we would love to have you. Um, we're actually having a trunk retreat event next week on October 28th, just for the community to come out and celebrate Halloween together. Our dance team is performing. Uh, we're going to have, you know, music, fun and family fun. Um, so yeah, and we definitely offer free trial classes if you want to try class. Um, and you can learn more if you visit our website. You guys heard the exclusive. Chantel is dropping the number to contact the studio directly. She's like, we're ready for you guys. Come on. We're ready. Yes, we are ready. We're, gonna, we're gonna open them creative juices and get you, get you fluid, okay? <laughs> we're gonna get the job done. I love it. I just think that everything you represent is just so positive for our youth um, and really motivating the kids to, you know, pick up something that is either a natural gift or something that can be learned, appreciated, celebrated for ever and years to come. Um, dance is universal for real. So I just, you know, we can't do anything but congratulate you for the good work that you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank absolutely, you. absolutely. Pam, I'm going to let you close it out. Absolutely, honey. Y'all heard it first. So, you know, we always like to bring beautiful, positive women to the stage and let, let them know, you know, let everybody know what they're doing and, you know, pass on the positivity to people as well. So, in closing, we just want to go ahead and thank you just once again. Yes, thank you. Closing for of course. I do have my beautiful best friend right here. Mia J. And before we go, guys, make sure that you um, not only watch this episode, make sure you subscribe to the channel. You like and comment. We want to interact with you. We also want Chantel to interact with comments too. Any questions you have for her about joining the studio? Let's make this interactive, you know? Absolutely. And don't forget to hit that bell notification so you can keep up with weekly episodes, guys. And until next time, this is Dynasty Queens. See you.